Today we hear this reading about the man who has a child who puts himself in great danger. We don't know exactly what it is. It's something like epilepsy, but here they also equate it with some kind of possession, spirit possessing him. And this is a sign of the lack of control that we often experience in this life. That the thing that scandalizes us is when we cannot control ourselves. That we have something that makes it impossible for us to control a certain passion, a certain desire, a certain, perhaps even a certain illness. We do all kinds of things with great optimism, a great sense that we can avoid all kinds of things, all kinds of illnesses, all kinds of disorders of mind and body. But these things come to us. They come to us in ourselves. They come to us through others. As, of course, it does to this father whose child is certainly something beyond his control. Certainly something that causes him great pain and he can do nothing about it. And so it is that things come to us in this life that we have to confront, whether it be in ourselves or through relationship to another, in another. That we must fight. But there's only so much fighting that we can do before it becomes a conflict between, for instance, if it's in another person, a conflict between us and the other person who has the problem, where we have a very hard time seeing them. And this is because we are weak in faith. We have a hard time seeing them because our faith only extends really to the things that we can control, and that's not faith at all. A faith in things that you can control is not faith at all. A true faith is a faith in that which you cannot control. Certainly you cannot control God. You cannot make God come and do something for you. Now here God comes and he does something for this man. And after how many years? We don't know. God does not do things for us always in this very clear way where he comes and someone has a disease and he takes away the disease. 
The disease is not in the other person, not in the, the child that or the young man, perhaps, who throws himself into the fire and throws himself down on the ground. That's the obvious difficulty. But the, the greater difficulty is when the man himself has to admit that the disease is in himself. in his lack of faith. Only when he realizes that the problem is in him does God hear his prayer. But the problem is that he will not pray to, to God and render up to God that which is God's, which is all things. Himself, his child, all things in the world belong to God. This is what we have to recognize. This is what Abraham recognized when he offered up Isaac. An offering which is unthinkable, unspeakable. But the only way that we can make an offering to God is to give up all things. To give up all things. Give up our attachments. To love, yes. But to give up our attachment to owning, to possessing, to enveloping things with our feelings. but to give up to God in ways that our feelings cannot handle. In a way that breaks our desire to grab and control and to keep. And this is faith. This is faith. And if we truly wish to be offered as it says, that in the epistle, that we have one who can offer, that we have this hope, which is in the mystical presence of God, beyond where we can see, beyond the veil that God the curtain that God puts between us and the heavenly things. Christ goes and makes the offering. But that offering can only be made if we have faith, and a faith which gives up our attachment to controlling the things of this world, to making things so in our world, just so, just like this, just like that, we have to give it up. You think about Moses. When Moses is confronted by God, he says, oh, please don't send me. I'm really incapable. I can't speak. I have a slow tongue. I can't go. Don't send me to, to talk to Pharaoh. 
And then what does God do? He says, well, actually before Moses says that, God shows him, here, here's a sign. Throw your rod on the ground and it will turn into a snake. Moses did not want his rod to turn into a snake. Who wants to see a rod turn into a snake? It's crazy. And then another sign, another sign which shows the lack of human control and the, the miracle of God's uh, taking of our human nature. The, the other strange sign that he has, has him do is says, put your hand upon your breast and it will turn leprous, white. And then after that, Moses says, oh, don't, please don't send me. I can't speak. But what are we supposed to speak? What is the thing that Moses is supposed to speak? What is the thing that this father is supposed to speak? They are supposed to speak the words of faith. They are supposed to speak those words which say, I believe. Help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. Help my mouth. Help my heart. Open my mouth so that I can speak things that come from you. Your unspeakable will. This is what we do when we, when we pray. We, we speak the unspeakable will of God for our life in our life. We say words that we cannot even comprehend when we pray because they are filled with divine life. And so every time we pray, we have to ask God to help our unbelief. We're not asking Him just to do some, this, this, and this, to get, you know, we offer God a checklist of things to do. No. We are tearing up the checklist and burning it up in front of him, if we have such a checklist. We're asking God to take our weak human nature and take it up to him in a way that takes away our control and gives us instead faith. And this is why he says, this kind of difficulty can only be can only be taken away can come out by nothing except by prayer and fasting so in other words when you say i believe and so you say the words that you're supposed to say and you say help my unbelief because i i cannot live up to these words I cannot even fully comprehend what the words of the prayer are. So this is what we do when we pray and when we fast also, we give up things. One of the easiest things for ourselves to control is our food, except if, you know, we have to beg on the street or something like that. Even so, you know, it's pretty clear, you know, you get a certain amount of money, you go to McDonald's or something, right? At least here in the U.S. But we have to give it up. 
give our whole life over to God. And this is when we really no longer even care about food in the normal way that we do, but we actually hunger and thirst after God. When we feel that the only thing that can refresh our hearts and our minds is to take in the presence of God, to eat and to drink with our mouth and with our nose and with our eyes and with our ears and with all, the, all of our being, to take in and to eat and to drink God's presence. That's the only time that we can really have this answer to our prayer, which is to have trust in God. To have this built into us so that this trust in God takes all things and changes them. So even if this man with a child who is harming himself by throwing himself into the fire, even if he didn't have that child healed physically, in faith, there is the answer. There is the miracle and the healing. Even if the physical thing in this world has not changed, even if someone suffers from an illness all their life, either in soul or in, in mind or in body, the answer is in faith, is in trusting in God. And giving oneself over to God in prayer and fasting. In prayer and lo love and desire for God. So that we wish to eat and drink His presence all the time. So that His words become our words. So that the flow of God's love becomes that which nourishes us and quenches our thirst at all times. Today we also celebrate St. John Climacus and basically he is a saint that is famous for writing the words that teach us about how to pray and have faith. To confront all the things that get in the way, all the different illnesses of the soul that get in the way. You know, we, we, we can't become monks and nuns if we're married and we have children. Although each child at some point in their life should consider that. It is part of our inheritance, and it's a beautiful thing to become a, a monk or a nun. But each of us learns a great deal when we read these church teachers who write about how to confront things like anger, which is certainly a place where, you know, St. John Climacus says in his writings, if you are angry, you become 
a willing epileptic. You throw yourself into the fire. You throw yourself into a, a fit. So he tells us how to deal with these things. And one of the main ways, for instance, to deal with this particular thing that he says is like being an epileptic is tears. By learning to mourn for the problems of this world. How do we mourn? We mourn because we cry out to God, I believe, help my unbelief. It's very hard for me to believe because this has happened and this person has this problem and I have this problem and all kinds of things are happening in the world and I have a hard time believe, believing. I have a hard time really trusting, really giving myself over to God. And I should actually mourn. And not, not mourning where you're, but maybe you start out with some passion and your just feelings are all over the place. But then in the end, it becomes something where there's a purity to it. And God actually gives you the grace of baptism in mourning, in weeping, instead of being angry. This is actually what meekness means. People don't understand the word meekness. Meekness means you don't get angry. Instead of turning hard and, and lashing out, you actually understand what it is to be sad and to understand the sadness of the bad things that happen in this world, the bad things that happen to us, the bad things that happen to, other, to others, and to weep, to mourn until it becomes part of our prayer. That at the time of prayer, we can truly pray, say, I believe, help my unbelief. And truly fast from the things that distract us, all the things that we wish to consume that do not help us to pray, but only to eat and drink the presence of God in prayer. So let us now eat and drink the presence of God, the one who comes and offers himself up all of his life for us, with us, as one of us. He teaches us to believe. He helps our unbelief by being himself the one who is offered and the one who makes the offering of our whole life and returns to us the human being made whole. Not just this young man, the son of this father, but he returns to us the son of the father, the true image of God incarnate and resurrected from the dead. So as we move towards the, the Feast of the Resurrection, let us say, I believe. Help my unbelief with tears, with prayer, with fasting. Help my unbelief so that I may see you in the resurrection. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Enjoy.